Hey beauty, I have a delightful guest for you today. My guest is Shan Wright. Shan Wright is a daughter of the king, mom to four, wife of 13 years, RN and wellness coach. Her passion for holistic healing and wellness grew after her experience with postpartum anxiety. She now shares the solutions she uses for intentional and peaceful motherhood on the top 3% globally ranked podcast, Holistic Moms. Shan is always down for deep conversations, laughing fits, anything active, reading, and worship music. I invite you to stay till the end because she shares something really simple that I believe will transform your life if you do it. So be sure to stay till the end to hear her very simple practice that can, that will transform your life if you do it. I want to remind you also of my free gift to you. Go to herholistichealing.com slash free and go ahead and download my free cheat sheet for you. Hope for your health, a simple cheat sheet for getting started with holistic health God's way. With all that being said, let's get into the show. Welcome to Her Holistic Healing. Do you want more energy and less anxiety so that you can do all the things? Are you searching for meal ideas, essential oils, and other holistic treatments? Do you wish you could know which direction to take with your health so that you could finally feel better? Hey, I'm Alexandra. I love Jesus. I'm a wife, mom of three, and registered nurse with years of experience in clinical research. I also wanted more energy so that I could have more fun and keep up with my growing child. I too was confused about all the different diet and treatment options. I too wanted to wake up every day and feel good, but I felt anxious because I couldn't solve the mystery of my health. Until God showed me that He is the source of true healing. In this podcast, you will learn holistic treatments and Bible truths that will lead you to the peace, joy, and freedom that you have been hoping for. So what do you say we take a break from the mind-numbing, humdrum busyness? Let's rest and let God be our healer and helper. Hey, I have a special guest for you today. Shan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to speak with you. I know we have so much in common Let's start off with um, where does your passion for holistic health and wellness come from? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, actually, you know, I'll take you back to high school (laughs) and um, learning anatomy. I just, you know, my little switch went off, I guess. And I was like, wow, the body is really amazing. Um, I was a believer at the time too. So um, I was just fascinated with the way that God made us. And then I just wanted to be a mom. And so um, I asked others, I was like, well, should I go to college? What should I go for? And everyone said, you know, you should probably go for nursing or doctor, PA, something in the health realm. And I'm like, okay, well, um, I'll do nursing because it seems so flexible and I'll put it on the back burner when I become a mom. So I went actually to a Christian nursing program and it was amazing. And it taught us holistic wellness. Um, it really was a program that focused on the whole body and um, 
and really spiritual wellness first, and then everything flowed from that. So I learned it in school and just thought that's what nursing was. And I actually was confused. I said, how can you, how can you be a nurse and not be a Christian? Because this is the way you learn the body. Like, and then I went into the nursing world and found out that I was, you know, I, I actually did things a little different. I thought about the body a little differently than others. And, and, um, and I, yeah, I was in the nursing world for like 10 years, um, in hospital inpatient. And I, I always just had this feeling like I want to, um, really care more for the spiritual wellness of somebody than, uh, just giving them these medications and, um, you know, doing things the business way in the hospital, um, as I was, you know, directed. And so left nursing as I thought I would, when I became a mom of, when I had my second baby and, uh, yeah, just kind of then, you know, looked into my own wellness instead of, you know, as I got older and had some things come up, especially like pregnancy and, and it started, um, me on this journey. I actually had some, um, anxiety in pregnancy and then postpartum. And that really led me on my own holistic wellness journey where I really dove into it from there. So when you were going through anxiety during this time, what were some things that, that helped you? Yeah. So this was, I had anxiety even not being pregnant and it was just of course accentuated with hormones and postpartum and it wasn't until the third baby that it got to a point where i um was questioning medication and what do i do with all of these feelings and what do i do how do i cope how do i keep going how do i um manage my life i don't know what to do and at that point i was always um you know, really, uh, wrapped up in perfectionism and, and trying to do things my way and striving and, and trying to keep it all together. And then it was then that I was after the third that I was like, okay, I don't know what to do, God. So, so yeah, then I, I went to God and I, I asked him, what do I do? And it was interesting because it was not a medication that he pointed me to, but it was, um, four simple things, four simple things to care for my whole person. And it was to, regardless of how much sleep I get, regardless of what's going on with the kids to meet with him every day. Also to make a regular date nights with my husband weekly to meet with my girlfriends, whether that was a play date, but preferably not a play, preferably without kids and just have some good girlfriend, um, connection. And then the fourth thing was to move my body every day. So, um, those were four very doable things that I was like, okay, I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to do these things to, um, get myself back. So. Wow. That's very specific. So I feel like some people might be thinking, so was this like, just something that God laid on your heart very specifically, or did it come from people or from reading the word or how did you hear all those things? Yeah. Um, well, 
I would say, you know, really, I was in prayer when he gave me these things, but I would say, you know, they were tucked down deep in me from other conversations, perhaps, um, even like take the date night one. I had always known since pre-marriage counseling that um, that was what my counselor said to do was to have a date night once a week. But when you have kids, you're in the middle of postpartum, you have an infant, um, those things get pushed on the back burner. And it was, I think, God reminding me, um, these are things that I, I've told you to do because they're good for you. And when you don't do them, there's going to be ways that you feel and you're going to have, um, and, and, and it was at that point where I was like, well, I'm overwhelmed with all of life. So what can I do? And God was so kind to give me four very simple things for my, for me. And so he knows that I am a deeper relational person. And so, um, he, he's like, you need to have time with your girlfriends. Like, yeah, you're in this, um, season where maybe your your schedule doesn't line up with theirs, but make a strong effort to have um, a dinner out or, you know, if you have to bring the baby, you know, something like that. And then um, I always loved moving my body. And then you're in postpartum when you're like, where do, again, where do I find the time? Um, and it was just him, you know, that gentle nudge, like, remember, you have to move your body. And, um, you can figure it out with the baby, whether it's just 15 minutes and then feed the baby and then another 15 minutes or, you know, like make it work because it's really important. So it was, I feel like it was just in me and him, um, in prayer really just reminded me of these things that, um, that I can simply do to get back on track. I love these things too, because they're, they're so much fun. I mean, Date night with the <laughs> husband, meeting with girlfriends, moving your body. I and I just remember when my kids were younger, I I remember just feeling so lonely and missing my friends. Yeah. I think during that time, a lot of my friends were still single and they didn't have kids. So I I feel like I felt like they didn't know how I felt, but I definitely feel like if I had done that back then, it would have it would have helped a lot. Yeah, so, I. I felt that probably stronger after my fourth baby because it was during COVID. He was born March, 2020 and that lonely factor went sky high. And I will say, um, I actually did get on medication this time because I had extreme anxiety the entire pregnancy. And it was different than all the other pregnancies. Um, I actually didn't have many many, um, physical changes. It was all a mental or physical, like aches and pains. And I should say, or, and things like that ailments, it was more a mental battle, all of that fourth pregnancy. And so it was leading up to the postpartum that I was like, Oh my gosh, what do I do? And th again, through a lot of prayer, it was, um, it's okay sometimes to take medication. And so I ended up getting on something for, and I, I told my doctor, this is going to be, you know, six months or less. Like I just want, you know, th this first few months, I did not know COVID was coming. No one knew COVID was coming. So it was really like timely in that. And then um, I actually ended up losing my sister too 
in that time. So it was really, um, I look at it now as God's provision. Um, and, but that loneliness, like that was even worse during that time. And I couldn't do that one thing. Cause I'm like, gosh, I know these four things that God tells me to do all the time. And then he tells me like, I know I need to lean into them even more during postpartum. And I can't, I can't even like, I haven't even had family hold my baby. Like, I feel like we haven't seen any family. We haven't even, um, we definitely haven't seen my extended family. We haven't seen any friends. Like it was, it was worse. And so, um, yeah, there were other things that I had to do to compensate for that. Of course we all did. And, uh, but I just definitely remember that feeling was really strong. So for listeners out there who may be dealing with just really crippling or oppressive anxiety, what would you, what would you say to them right now? I would say, um, obviously go to God. Uh, I mean, again, I already said this, but sometimes, you know, it is okay to take medication. I I've really struggled with it. I really struggled with the thought and the idea because I do, um, love natural wellness and remedies and all of that. So it was, it was, um, but anyway, it's okay. And, um, especially, for a season and for a time. And so I would say that, but also, um, just, I really do think it's a, it's a special time to lean into your spiritual wellness. God is close to the brokenhearted. Um, blessed are the meek and those that seek after God. And, um, when you are at your weakest, seeking after him. He is going to show up. He is faithful. He is close. We're He's close to us. We have to draw close to him. He's always there. He is always with us. We're the ones that pull away and we pull away even when we don't want to into something like anxiety. So to lean into him, however you can for, for me, a lot of times, especially during that 2020 season, it was a lot of worship music basically nonstop. Um, and it was that when you don't have the words, you don't have the words to pray. You don't have the, the mental capacity to read something. It's just, you can sing and you can worship. And I love, love the science of our brain cannot have gratitude and anxiety in it at the same time. You cannot be anxious about something and grateful for something at the same time. So when you are anxious, go to gratitude, worship your worries away and just force yourself to worship because that will take it away. I mean, scientifically proven. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So you help women basically have more a more peaceful and intentional experience with motherhood. Do you want to talk about things that you, your specialty with that, what what you help them with? Yeah. I mean, I, it really is my journey. It is my journey of um, 
wanting to be well in all areas of my life, but overwhelmed with life, overwhelmed with all the chaos, uh, lots of kids running around, lots of things to do, lots of responsibilities. And we can tend very slowly down a slippery slope of not caring for our own wellness. And when we, we can't just, we're not just well by default, we actually have to be intentional with our wellness, just as intentional as we are with taking care of our kids and bathing them and feeding them and dress. Like we have to be intentional with ourselves and, you know, in worldly or just in our world, we call this a lot of self-love and self-care and that's one part of it, but it, it really is, um, knowing all our wellness areas and knowing that we can't just um, go to the gym and call that our taking care of our wellness for the day. We can't just like, we really have to look at ourselves as a whole person and care for ourselves because God cares about us so much. And he wants us to take care of ourselves as he, like just as much as we love our kids, he loves us even more. Like he loves them more. He loves us more. And when we love someone, we want them to take care of themselves. We want them to, um, uh, you know, get like, he doesn't want us to worship our bodies in any way. He actually wants us to, our bodies to be a living sacrifice to him. And so how can you do that, um, is, you know, taking care of all your, all your wellness areas. So mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, social, occupational, um, environmental, financial. So doing it all. And that sounds overwhelming, right? It's like, okay, well then how do I do that all right? God, like I'm already overwhelmed. So what I like to do is help moms think of simple solutions to take care of, say your mental wellness, simple solutions you can do in your everyday life to be intentional about your emotional wellness. And just like I shared my four things, that is those four things hit up mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, social. They hit up so many of the wellness areas and they're very four, they're very simple to do, but they take intentional action and planning. And something that I, uh, I really teach moms is intentions are a hill of beans. Like who cares what your intentions are? You actually have to do something about them. That's where the action comes in. That's where the courage comes in. That's why God says, take courage. I am with you. So don't just, you know, be, you know, live in this state of fear or overwhelm or stressed outness, but we actually walk forward with courage and do what God's told us to do with our bodies, with our, with our lives. And that takes hard work. And so we're doing it together. That's why I like to, you know, talk on the podcast and encourage others to come alongside and do this together because it's not easy. And then um, hold each other accountable because there's intentions. But if if you only have your intentions in your heart and your mind, you're only accountable to yourself, that sometimes doesn't get you anywhere. So if you can come along someone else and hold them accountable and be that be that wellness warrior with them, then, um, you're, you're definitely going to, uh, you know, get through some, some hard areas and, uh, fight through together. Do you have any tips on how to find 
good accountability partners? Because I feel like some people would would say that it's kind of hard. I mean, like, yeah. how how do you how do you find them? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Um, I am a wellness accountability coach, so I would say I'm one of the best partners. I actually, uh, at times, call myself your accountability bestie because um, there are scientific studies that show if you just tell someone, so tell a friend, if you just tell a friend about your intentions and your goals, there is a percentage that it will work out and you will succeed. But when you tell someone who is coaching you through it, who is checking in with you, who is just as committed to your goal as you are, you're 95% going to succeed. So that's why I come in and that's why I say, I will be that 95% with you. I will make sure you succeed um, in your goals because I care about them with you. So there's that. But then I... I actually find um, accountability in a lot of areas. So um, for me personally, like my husband and telling him stuff is great accountability for me. Like if I say um, I'm, you know, going to eat this certain way and uh, he's around, I'm going to stick to that because I told him and that's, that might be just um, a personal thing. I don't know if everyone feels as accountable to their spouse or their partner in their house that, or um, maybe a roommate. I don't know if everyone else feels that, but I have a lot of accountability in just telling my husband something and following through with it. Um, I just, I, I'm, I like to be a person that follows through and is dependable on my word. So if I say something to him and I don't do it, I'm like, ah, so it, that helps me. I would say another thing is financial um, and financial investment. So when you financially invest into something that um, for most people, it's a good accountability. Now, I would say there's other people, you know, this, they've already bought all their gym memberships in January and they haven't really been too much. So it doesn't work for everyone. But for me, financial investment is a great thing. Time investment is another one. If you, um, you know, you've spent time on something you're going to follow through and see it to the end. You're already put in all that time. Why quit now? But, you know, there's other people who are quitters. But like I would say, for the most part, time is another um, big accountability factor. So, um, and then really just, um, uh, there is science in this too. It, it just, if you just want to set your own goals and try to be accountable to yourself, to get them done and to succeed, you got to put a timeline. You got to put definite actionable steps towards that big goal and put a timeline on it and um, put it somewhere that you can see it. So those are my, those are my big kind of little tips. Yeah. I love how our, our chances of succeeding increase so much just from telling someone else. That's, mm -hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. So when we were talking about this interview, you had mentioned belief cards and reprogramming some of our core beliefs. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I would love to. Um, so this is a, a another personal testimony, um, part of what I went through on my wellness journey that has um, changed my life, <laughs> honestly. And it's so simple. 
And uh, I, I actually got into a wellness business, health and wellness business, um, three and a half years ago. And I stumbled into this and it really was because I started on this natural supplement that I fell in love with. I had amazing results and I just started talking about it. And actually it was postpartum with my fourth baby and it really helped with so much of my anxiety and, um, mental wellness. It, it just, it actually turned out to be my best postpartum out of the four by far because, and I contribute a lot of that to this supplement. And so it was a natural, natural thing to share. I, I just, if something changes my life like that, I'm going to talk about it. And that turned into a business and I never would have seen myself in a business like that. So it was like this, this belief that I had this inner vow that I had to myself that, um, you know, I wasn't cut out for this. I wasn't cut out for this type of business, but I naturally was sharing, which is really just what you do in selling In selling you're sharing, you're transferring belief of something to someone else. That's what selling is. And so I was like, okay, I, I, I hear you say that, but I don't want to sell anything. I don't want to, you know, it was these inner vows that I had. And so I was talking to my mentor and um, amazing Christian friend. And, and she, she's like, I see you as a confident mom and I see you as a confident nurse even, but you are not confident in yourself. And I was like, and she was, you know, close enough to me to say something like that. And I, I was very taken aback because I was like, well, what do I do with that? how do I gain confidence in myself? Like that, that sounds really hard to do. And, um, she said, um, it all comes down to what you're believing about yourself and gave me some scripture and said, um, you know, I want to, I want you to do this practice and I want you to do it twice a day. And I want you to, um, I I'm going to hold you accountable to it. And I want you to show me. And so we call these things belief cards and, she said, I want you to show them to me. And then I want you to confirm that you've done them twice a day. So it was a check-in. It was all the things to make it successful. And what happened was she said, what lie are you believing about yourself? And um, I spouted them out because there was a lot of them. And it, 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 was, it was a lot of um, us talking and, and getting to the bottom of the lie because we might think like um, – you know, like, I, I don't have time to do it all. Well, that might sound like that's on the surface. That is the lie you're believing on the surface. But underneath of that, maybe there's the lie that um, you feel like you have to do it all because your mom did it all and you're trying to be like her. And but what did God give you to do? And like, it, it, there's layers to these lies. And so she really worked with me in finding out what they were. And, and, um, then she's like, okay, these are lies. This, this is not truth. The truth is people want what you have. People want to hear from you. You are a great leader. People want to be a part of your business. Um, uh, you are a good mom, wife, sister, friend, like, uh, and so they were, some of them were so simple, but it really was lies that I was believing. And so, um, so yes, 
And as I've dived into this and it changed my life and I grew in confidence and um, I grew after confidence and after God, like really was like, great, we've worked on confidence and you're, you're different. You're 180 degrees different. Now let's work on courage because I'm going to ask you to step into some things and you needed that confidence and now you're going to do it. And so then my belief cards changed to something else and it had to do with courage and it had to do with, um, getting rid of those lies that of fear and then conquering these beliefs of courage that are in me. And then after courage, we worked, uh, God made it clear, we're going to work on peace. And so then it was a whole nother thing about financial peace and physical peace and mental peace. And so it, it really, um, we have, we believe so many wrong things inside and it, so it, it, this is like, you can change your life with one truth and then you can change your life again with another truth and another truth, depending on where you are, what season you're in, what you're dealing with in life. And, um, and yeah, so it, it is really, I mean, it's the attack of the enemy. He is the deceiver. He is the liar and he plants these lies in us. And so the whole, as I've dove into this and it's changed my life for the last three and a half years, um, I've looked into the science of it, which is so fascinating. And I know your listeners love science. So here it is basically in our brainstem, which is so cool of God, because you would think that this part of our brain, which I'm going to describe would be in the front because it is our autopilot. Every type of sensory information passes through this and you would think it'd be in the front and just like whatever comes at us, but no, it's in the base. It's in your brainstem. It's in your root system because these are the roots of everything that you act. How you act comes from these neural pathways. And so this is your reticulator activating system and it is in your brain stem and every sensory information that comes to you, your particular activating system has neurons and neuron pathways that are, um, when the information comes, it says whether you need to have a reaction to it, whether it's a, um, you need to be conscious of it. You need to regulate your behavior, your attention, your focus. You need to pay attention to it. Um, some information will come your way and it, it doesn't mean anything to you because you don't have a pathway for it, but other information comes and you had then have an action that follows that thought, that belief, that information. So basically our beliefs are repeated thoughts. So we think things, if we think something more than, you know, it's a repeated thought, it turns into a belief. And so uh, it, the RAS acts as a filter determining which sensory information you are going to pay attention to personally. So, um, you know, we all have different things. And um, the thing is, it filters out things that aren't, don't have a pathway. So if you have enough negative thoughts about say this one lie, it's enough negative thoughts about it. You're going to have a pathway. Well, if a positive thought comes and says, someone says you are a great mom, that, that doesn't even register. You're not, you don't tune to that. So you can hear that. You can hear someone say it but you don't have a pathway. So your RAS says, no, my pathway says I'm not a good mom. That's my belief. 
I'm going to continue to act out that belief because that's my pathway. So that sounds pretty defeating, right? You're like, well, well, okay. Well, how do I believe something like that? The thing is, God is awesome and you can reprogram your neuropathways and you can create new neuropathways. Well, how do you do this? It's so simple. You say your truth out loud in the mirror twice a day. And there's been so many studies and I, as I've dove into this area and um, looked into the studies, um, there's so many studies that um, show that it works. And then the, the cool thing is like in the mirror, it, it's going to work if you don't do it in the mirror, but if you do it in the mirror, it's going to work like two and a half times more likely. So it's like, might as well just go in the mirror because when was the last time, like you looked at someone in the eye and you said a lie, like it's hard to look at someone in the face and say a lie. So you're going to be looking at yourself in the mirror and you're going to be stating the truth, but it doesn't feel like the truth to you because your pathway doesn't say it's truth yet but you continue to do it. And then it even registers to your eyes. Oh, I can't lie. I'm not lying. This is the truth. So it makes it happen faster. So it's just so cool and so simple. And it's all it takes is that accountability back to accountability to that accountability to yourself, to know that your future self wants you to believe these things and wants you to change the way that you're acting for your kids, your family, your future. And so commit to yourself and hold yourself accountable to do it. And then also, you know, again, that accountability partner for me, it definitely was an accountability partner that helped me. Um, and I do this with my coaching clients because I know it's a life-changing um, act. So I hold them accountable to doing it too. That's amazing. That makes me so excited. I'm going to try that. I've, I've had... <laughs> I have my declarations, my biblical declarations that I remember, but I haven't done it in the mirror. So I'm going to try yeah. that. How long yeah. do you think it took for you to, to believe these new, these truths once you started doing that? Yeah. I mean, it, it, the science shows and the studies show it doesn't like 20 times, but I like to say, like, give it a good 30 days, morning and night. And the thing I love about nighttime, because I am so good at putting these, um, you know, where I pray in the morning and saying them in the morning, but at nighttime, I tend to forget. <laughs> so it really is good to like have two copies and put one by your bathroom mirror so um, when you're getting ready for bed in the, at night, you can say them. And what I love is that, you know, we're going to sleep. We're going to rest for hours, hopefully, hopefully a long time. And the really cool thing is when you are resting and you are fasting, you're, you know, we're not eating while we're sleeping. <laughs> so we're fasting. The neuroplasticity in our brain increases. That means you're creating new pathways. And so if you say your beliefs to yourself in the mirror before you go to bed and you pray and you say, God, you know, change my pathways while I'm sleeping. Like, I trust you to do that. He is the great physician. He can do that. And you do that. And then he speaks to you in your dreams. He gives you vision. He gives you ideas. He gives you wisdom. Then you can have an amazing night's sleep. 
while you're hopefully it's like eight hours. Oh, I'm so excited to try it. I'm, I'm going to tell my kids to do it too. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, actually I have, I have one that's super easy for kids uh-huh. and it is, um, it's something that rhymes. So we have been doing it together. Um, it's, I'm not what I have, what I do or what people say. I'm a child of God and nothing can take that away. There's nothing I can do to make God love me less or more. I don't have to hurry or worry. Jesus settled the score. I can rest in the love of my heavenly father and pray my courage and kindness is a gift to others. Amen. Oh, that's beautiful. Did you write yeah. that? You wrote that? I did not write that. I Well, I wrote part of it. <laughs> I wrote oh. part of it. I, I got some of it from someone else. Um, I do not know where. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, before we wrap up, do you have any last words of wisdom for our listeners? Um, I would say I do have um, a free resource if you would like to hold yourself accountable to intentional wellness actions. But again, we've already touched on all of this. Accountability is the secret sauce. It, we hear all the time, consistency is key. And um, I believe that accountability is a secret code. So you really can't unlock consistency unless you have that secret code. And it comes in different ways, as we've talked about. Um, but really to find that accountability that's going to work for you. And it might be a coach, it might be a friend, it might be your spouse, whatever it is. Um, And just know that it takes courage. It takes courage to be well. It takes courage to fight for your wellness. It takes courage to be intentional in your wellness. You can go along motherhood and say, you know, I'm just going to get through this season. I'm just going to survive this season. I'm actually going to get back to my life once my kids are older. I've heard that time and time again, and it kind of breaks my heart a little bit because God has purpose for you right now. He has purpose for you every single day. And it's more than you can ever think or imagine. And he wants you to live in that purpose. And yes, it may be taking care of your kids. It may be loving on your kids, but you cannot do that the best you can if you are not well. And we're talking full body wellness. We're not just talking physical well. So when someone says that I really do, um, they might mean that they might mean that they are still taking care of their self. And I just encourage them to do that To, Um, you know, we do love our, our kids so much, but, um, just imagine God loves you more than that. And because of that, we have to care for our wellness just as much as we care for our kids and to not just survive motherhood, but thrive in it as far as caring holistically for us and everyone else around us, um, as, as God has given us the privilege to do. Thank you. That's, that's so beautiful. Where can you tell us where our listeners can find you? Yes, you can find me on my podcast, holistic moms and on Instagram at the Shan, Wright, right? with the W and, um, I do have Speaking back to accountability, I do have a Facebook group where we are just holistic moms hanging out and holding each other accountable. So um, we like to uh, put ways in there to um, 
health hacks and whatnot. So that is um, bit.ly forward slash holistic hacks. That's where you can find me these days. I'm so glad that you took the time to listen today. If you liked what you heard, will you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can reach more people? And if you want to connect with me, go to herholistichealing.com. Matthew 11 verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For you. It's easy and my burden is light.